is that music that keeps children and music aficionados up at night. Oh, here we go again. Again, you can't hear me. So, here we are, another episode of Sons of Sunbury, and they said it wouldn't last, and they were probably right. Today, ladies and gentlemen, my dear friend Ken Murdoch and I are going to be looking at the music stylings of... David Bowie. Uh, not to be confused with Jim Bowie, the inventor of the knife. That's right. Exactly. Mm. Now, David Bowie, and not to be confused with uh, Davy Jones, because originally his name was David Jones. Who was? David Bowie. David Davy Jones' name was David Jones. <laughs> no. Davy Jones from the Monkees was yeah. David Jones. David Bowie used to be Davy Jones as well. So he changed his name. Why? Because he didn't want to be confused with David Jones of the Monkees, and his manager said, nobody is going to make a monkey out of you. You see, that's why he got the 15%. <laughs> that's right. You can't teach that. That's that's gifted. He's that sort of stuff. Now, I actually was a big fan, of da- and still a big fan of David Bowie. Through my youth, he was one of my sculpting influences. Yes, I agree. How I do you know that? You wouldn't I- know that. You didn't know me in my youth. No. Well... No, but I'd like to think I know what you thought. I'd <laughs> okay. like to, I'd like to know later on. Yes. Because we did browse over your career earlier. Yes. I want to know. Hmm. I want you to tell the story about playing the piano for the dwarfs. Yes. <laughs> the dwarf pantomime. Yes. Snow Wife and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. What about it? What I, do I want you to tell the amusing anecdotes you have for that. We don't have that sort of time. <laughs> do we? It do we have an R rating? No, no, they were just completely insane, and they were real dwarfs. And I toured, I played every. How could you not have a real dwarf? Every town in Australia with more than three thousand people in it, I played it. Did with you? Snow White, yeah, yeah. yeah. We toured. For 10 I saw you in that. Did you? Yeah, I, that's. Uh, I took my daughter to see it, and I didn't know you were playing piano. And I remember meeting you afterwards and saying hello. Ah, at at um, the Athenaeum. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, all right, well, you're not going to tell any of the stories. I can tell a couple. <laughs> you know, there, there were there were some stories. Like, for example, um, Dopey, um, she was a girl. And the reason she could be a girl is yeah. because she didn't have any lines. Dopey doesn't talk. Ah, uh, of course. And Sleepy, also a woman called Sibylla Kismet. Lo- no, not Sibylla Kismet. Sibylla Kuzmik was a um, Newcastle dwarf. Um, the best kind of dwarfs. <laughs> Only the best dwarfs come from Newcastle. And she played Sleepy, who also doesn't have any lines. So as soon as they put a beard on and everything, they looked exactly like the other dwarves. But because they were women, you couldn't tell they were women because they didn't have any lines. So the two dwarfs in the show that didn't have any lines were women. For a while, anyway. And Sibylla, she was banging grumpy. <laughs> what? And Bashful, he was chock-a-block up dopey, right? And once <laughs> I walked in on Johnny McCall, who's gone to God now, um, he was playing bashful and he was banging something craft or croft or something, Karen Croft or something. They were having a thing and she was, she crawled under the sheets when I walked in because she didn't want anybody to know. And we're chatting away and then he just surreptitiously points towards the end of the bed and there's a lump <laughs> at the bottom of the bed like somebody was hiding a pillow and it was a dwarf. Little did I know. Now, keep in mind, Johnny McCall, beautiful guy, 
Seriously. Whoa. You think you're well hung. This guy, oh my God. If his legs were as long as his schlong, he'd be playing basketball. This guy had a massive dick. And um, yeah, he he was doing her. But another guy who played um, happy, his father had never accepted him as being a dwarf. Mm-hmm. So his hobby, and this is actually true, was to work out ways to kill his father without getting found out. <laughs> Wow. And he'd like sit in the back of the bus and plot these elaborate, um, you know, plans. Yes. And then he'd hand it to me and I'd go, no, because <laughs> you see we've gone wrong here. The cops will know that you rented a car or something like that. You'd need a ladder. That sort of thing. So I would poke holes all the time, cognizant that if he's prepared to kill his father, it's a short step to kill the musical director, which was me. <laughs> If I keep poking holes in his plots, he's going to get the shits. So I had to kind of phrase it nicely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh man. There but was... you, you would have been an accessory to, to the crime. Sort of. I, yeah, I would have given him the green flag. <laughs> I would have green lighted his right. plot. This and is gone, the one. This is the one. <laughs> yeah. This is a masterpiece. I see no problem. This is the Hercule Poirot of Dwarf Kills Dad plots. Did these. Uh... Little people, did they they have groupies? Like full-size groupies? No, but the people who hated them were the Little People's Association who thought it was exploitation. That That's a group that's, that's a group of dwarves in Australia that have an association called the Little People. And they hate any, you know, like... Um, they hate people making the most out of being dwarves. I don't know. Well, um, you think the title of the musical would have given it away? A giveaway. Yeah, yeah. Now, who should we get here? And at Wagga, they had a protest. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They had placards and everything outside Little the placards. show. Yeah. And during between, we used to do three shows a day. During the first show and the second show, our dwarves went down and it was on <laughs> in the car park. It was like World Championship Wrestling for the midgets. <laughs> and they were into it. And it was absolutely hilarious. Oh, that's beautiful. That's I love those truths. What a pity we didn't have phones. Yeah, duking it thing. out, the midgets oh. in the car park. I don't know where we're up to now. David, David Bowie. Bowie. We haven't what? even started. Oh, yeah. no. So let's start at the beginning. <laughs> we're up David to. Bowie, who, a.k.a. David Jones. Ah, oh, yeah. Hated to be uh, – had to change his name. Now, here's some facts that I found that you you, you would not know these facts. Well, yeah, well, you might. You're a doctor. His eyes were not two different colours. They were not two different yeah. colours. Either were mine. No, but that's his- what we shared in common. <laughs> yes. That that's and it. us both being yeah. male. That's it. Yeah, no, but everyone thinks that he's got two coloured eyes, like I a, like never a heard cat. That. Have you never heard that? Cats don't have two different coloured eyes. Uh, mental cats do. Do you know that? If a cat's got two different coloured eyes, crazy. I've never seen a cat with two different coloured oh, eyes. Oh, I had one. No, no, I saw that. Yeah. I saw a cat with two different coloured toys. Eh? Two different coloured toys. Like a blue mouse <laughs> no, no, and a red not. lizard. No. It's Did that the make the cat crazy? No, no. Yeah, because this cat was quite leveled. He was an accountant. <laughs> Level. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever? Do you ever have a dog? That taught you many dogs. <laughs> I had a number of dogs. This is why I shouldn't try these things. Yeah, I had a dog called Stay, which was very, very hard to train. Come here, Stay. And the dog would be like, "Whoa, hang on, whoa, hang on, tough." <laughs> Did you? Do you? What's the joke about teaching your dog to roll over? Oh, when he did his superannuation. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah. Now, he doesn't have two different coloured eyes. No, as do most. So <laughs> we could probably say 
Similar to every other rock musician in yeah, the history everyone, of the world. Yeah, but everyone has made a big thing about it. Who's I don't everyone? Know you've never heard you, this. Tony Katz, and nobody else. Little Tony Katz. Little Tony Katz. Little more little Tony Katz. Beautiful bloke. Oh. Has he shares that a bit? No, I've never heard that. And <laughs> he I'm could an have been one of the seven dwarfs. He could have been too. He could have been baldy. He would have. Been, he would have been horny. Baldy, horny, <laughs> horny. Oh, they all were horny. Drunken, drug-taking, would root a rack, black snake with a festered ass, most of them. Unbelievable. I love the idea of those little fellas. Oh, they're into it. <laughs> yeah, that's not right. No. What a surprise. Oh, we'll we're 10 it. minutes in and oh, we've done no shit yet. What about this one? Okay. What about this one? He threw the page away. <laughs> yes. For a time, yeah. he feared <laughs> a wizard would steal his urine. Who doesn't think that? <laughs> That's why I piss in a um, safe. <laughs> Nobody knows the combination. I have to open it like in the middle of the night. That's tough when you're asleep. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I got to go. Oh, what is it? Thirty-two left, forty-two to the right, sixteen to the left, and then lock it, and then wake up with complete security. Yeah, yeah. like you're, you're comfortable, reassured. No yes, one. yes, no comforted. One. No one. That if you want to do something with the Wii, it's still there. All right. For a time, he feared a wizard might steal his urine. What time was this, Ken? Uh, four years after his Ziggy Stardust period. So going to the Aladdin same. Bowie became a thin white duke. Yeah, he did. Yes. It was during this period that he struggled with both... What is a thin white duke, by the way? Uh, I believe, and I could be completely wrong. I have been known to be, but I believe it's a pimp... And that's what the African Americans call a white, like Huggy Bear. Yes, from okay, he was neither. Well, no, 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 no. He would have said it about a white pimp, thin white duke. Who would have said that? Huggy Bear. Okay, a, a black guy would say that about a white pimp. He's what a made thin him a duke? duke? I don't know. Like the Duke of Cornwall, the Duke of Norfolk, which is a pub in Peran. The the Duke of Hazards. <laughs> Yeah, good. It's the only one I could think of. It was during this period that he struggled with both drug and emotional problems. I can't help but feel you're reading this. No. I've just got my thoughts. He struggled with emotional problems. Yes. Was it, oh man, what the hell am I going to do with all the money that I made from Ziggy Stardust? Yeah, and? That was some album, by the way. What album? Ziggy Stardust. It was a great album. Beautiful. I love Hunky Dory, my favourite. Not on that album. No, the album Hunky Dory. What did you like on that album? I love the Bowie Boys. I love ch- 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 Changes. Changes, huh? I love Life on Earth. Uh, Life on no, that's taste. Mars. That was Life on Ziggy Stardust. Is it all right? Yes. Uh, I love Song for Andy Warhol. Song. I love that all. Album. What about Song for Guy? Uh, yes, he believed he he kept his urine in the fridge so that no other wizard could use it to enchant him. Which is why when visitors came over and they said. Let me get the wine. He'd say, I'll get it. <laughs> got it. Yeah. got anything to drink, David? Yeah. Well, I do. <laughs> well, I do, he'd say. <laughs> but why don't you sit down and have the pate? I'll get the wine. And he'd go to the fridge and carefully buy... Because you know what? He had a piss drawer in the fridge. Piss drawer. Yeah. Well, Westinghouse have that now. <laughs> you can pull it out and it's, it's um, temperature controlled. It's warm. You don't want your frozen piss 
because that's no good to anyone. Here's a popsicle. Okay. You know the album uh, that that had um, Ashes to Ashes on it? Yes, Scary Monsters, I think. Yeah, a great, marvellous, amazing album. But every clip is a nightmare. Hmm. Every clip you watch, you think, I've got a fever. <laughs> I've got something seriously wrong with me that I'm seeing this clip. Ashes to Ashes has absolutely nothing to do with the Tin Man and bizarre things that are happening in that clip. Oh, in the clip, yeah. Yeah, that clip's fruity. Yeah, very the clown. Very strange. What was he going for? What What did he want to... Like, a clip should have a message. Well, I, I think you've got to remember that you've got to look at every demographic, and I think clowns walking on the beach followed by... Men in dresses. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big market that you're going to miss. Do you think there was a director or somebody going, "All right, David, I like it, but I don't love it. Let's um, let's do a clip that's got nothing to do with the song. Let's hire a clown, and immediately, of course, we know who auditioned. <laughs> yes, Pat McGee, and he got the gig. Yeah, he he had had quite a career before him. Um, As and, a clown. Well, he just left Queen. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yes. At that point, and um, yeah, he got a gig as a. Well, he was in, of course, the movie The Joker as, as one of the clowns. That's right. But that was a lot later. But that's where he got his experience. That's why he got the movie in The Joker. That's why he got that role because he had been a clown in David Bowie's clip. So in The Joker, they go, "We need more clowns." Mm. Well, you know something? I think I saw a clown in a David video Bowie clip, clip yeah. thirty years ago. Yeah. 1980. 1980. And let's let's find out who that clown was. Yeah. Wow. Didn't didn't need to look far. No. Why? why? Was he was he around the corner? No. Billboards. He had <laughs> billboards done. That's right. Are you looking for a clown? <laughs> Call one eight hundred. I'll do anything. In brackets, no kissing. Close brackets. <laughs> what, what 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 was his clown name? His clown name. Yep. Happy Norman, which he got from the Beatles drummer after him. Happy Norman. Happy Norman, who later became Ringo Starr. You need to refer back to, I think it's episode two. Uh, episode two, I think. Well, here's another fact. I know my rock history. Oh, you're, you're, you're on top of it. Yeah. Here's another fact that you might want to look at. Or oh, might not. A yes. lock of his hair. Whose hair? David Bowie. Oh, that's a Sold for $18,750. To Tony Katz. <laughs> Tony Katz is a mutual friend of ours who we love dearly, but he is bald as the day is long. Shiny. You know, there are people in uh, North Korea. Yes. Who are making sushi. Yes. And who are saying, who is Tony Katz? So I'm glad you... uh, I'm glad you... I clarified. Yes. Now, what about... You know, know, his career was okay. Who's? Tony's. Bowie. Oh, And then what happened? Let's Dance. I like that song. That's that's a great album. Ricochet. Great. Ricochet. Putting Out out Fire with Gasoline. Yeah. Modern Love. China Girl. Modern Love. How good a freaking song's that? You know, ironically, now this is, I say ironically because you know I'm careful about the word ironically, but this is an absolute epiphany. Uh, Not epiphany. Um, What's the word? This is the definition of irony. The song Let's Dance is virtually impossible to dance to. (laughs) It is. The beat is like 88. Let's dance. 
Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. How can you freaking dance to that? You'd need to be like a one-legged, you know, he's impossible to dance to. But he called it Let's Dance. You can't. No, what are you going to do? It's too slow. And too fast. And too fast to waltz exactly, to. Exactly, yeah. And too slow to like, you know, do the, I'm the kind of nigga who was born to last. You're fucking me. I'll put my now, foot in your ass. That sort of stuff. Oh, that reminds me of another question that we had. Little Rick Pickett. Little Patty. No, yeah. Little Rick Pickett. Rick, <laughs> Rick Pickett. Okay. You know what Otherwise he's, known as Prickett. Yes. You know what he... <laughs> who said... You know what his nickname is? Can't believe It'll it. It'll never get better. Now, Rick Pickett said... Little Rick Pickett. Yeah. said, why don't you do anything about modern music? Now... You know as well as I do yes. that I love modern music. What's not to love? <laughs> I know I know more about hop hip than anyone. Yes. I <clears throat> my favourites are Lady Radio Gaga. Lady Gaga, do you know her first name? Gugu. Gugu Gaga. <laughs> That's what she named her baby. Gugu Gaga. Yeah. It's good. Do you know that? No. It's true. Um, uh, who else do I love? I love uh, Miley. You can't be serious. Yes. But my favourite one, the rapper. J Z. Ah, uh, yeah, I like him. So maybe we could look at some more modern music. We Have you got a, a favourite modern music? Ah, oh, uh, where do I start? Where <laughs> do I, I start? I see no one. Have you seen Boys to Men? <laughs> yeah. Not them. No. Okay. Yeah, no. I know you like Eminem, but you thought he was a smarty. I did. Uh, that's nice. Look at you. Um, no, I, I, I well, because I've got a daughter in the mid-teens, I have to keep up with the mm. modern music. So. I do, I do, I do admire a lot of what they're doing because the problem is that they've got Ken, mm, is mm. that there has been so much before them, yes, that they struggle to find something that hasn't already been done. So you must empathise with them when they go. You know what? I'm going to be a new songwriter, singer, and everything. Let me do a song about um, yesterday. I'll write about yesterday. Wait a minute. That's already been done. Um, what about a song? I don't know. What? Wait a minute. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. Wait, that's already been done. So everything's already been done. You know what they're left with? What? Monkey dance. I love the monkey. I hate that song. Won't you dance for me? Dance for me? Dance for me? What about her? <laughs> don't get me started. She was a busker. Up in Nimbin or somewhere like yes. that. And she said, um, when she won her, whatever she won at the Australian music thingy, mm -hmm. she said, this is for everyone who believed in me. Mm. She's not Santa. <laughs> That's right. I can see you there. It, you didn't touch her and your hand went through her. <laughs> she was real. Yes. She's standing in front of you in the queue at Macca's, <laughs> which, believe me, she would have gone to a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can see that. Yeah. What was not to believe? It wasn't like she was some mythical friggin' ghost who dies cannot, you know, ghost who walks cannot die. She's just a chick who was a busker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, anyway. Well, it's very hard for, for new acts to get started because, you know, the, the music industry spits them out, don't they, every five minutes. Before they used to nurture you. Now they're not so much doing it. But <clears throat> I have no idea how a music act would get started today. No, I don't either. In the old days, the, how would the they find you? I think it's all about like electronics and stuff. In the old days, you'd write a lot of electronics. songs, yeah, and you'd send your tape in to yes, you know, like Frank Stavala or Michael Kudinska, somebody like that, mm. and it would sit on their desk until a spider made a web <laughs> in it. Yes. And then they put it in their tape player and they'd listen to it, and one time out of ten thousand, they'd go. 
We could exploit this person. I like this song. This song I like, you know. Um, and that's how you got it. You know, like you got a publishing deal, then you got a recording deal or whatever. But these days, I I don't know how you'd start. I also don't know how you'd start to be a comedian today. Because you're only ever going to be a clone of somebody who's gone mm. before you. Mm. You really are. No matter how different you are, you're actually pretty much the same. And these days, everyone who's desperately trying to be different becomes the same as everyone else trying to be different. There's the irony. You see yes. what I'm saying? Yes. If everyone's trying to be different and you're all trying to be different, then you're pretty much all the same. Before. Yeah, same the, in music. Well, the, the Like, way look it, at you. Look at me. You know, when you started, people could, you know, you thought, I'm going to do something different. I can see people being able to play and sing in tune and stuff. That's not for me. That's not the road I'm going down, right? And everyone said, oh, he's gifted. <laughs> thought, yeah. I think people came and saw me as a novelty. He's a groundbreaker. Once you see this, you'll yeah. believe it. They said, this guy is the Jesus of music. <laughs> Look at him. Okay, pretty. You were very pretty. I was a gorgeous boy. You were a pretty boy. I'm looking at pictures of you as a youngster. I you was a were, beautiful young woman. Looks helped more so these days than back then. Well, you know what I put it down to? What's that? Clean living. Mm. Yeah. Everyone else was doing it and you weren't. No, Dr. Clean Living, my Botox. I love that guy. Yeah. But these days it's all about Instagram and Outstagram and all that <laughs> shit. Telegram. Everything. But in that, see, the way we got discovered. Let's talk about Dr. I, we've got no time left. Okay. Yeah, the way we got me. discovered yeah. was we played a lot of venues mm. and built up a following. And when we got to like 800 people at a gig, the recording company came and saw us and said, we want that. That's how it used to work. Mm. But they don't play anymore, these people. So a lot of them make it yeah, without ever playing in front of her. The yeah. girl who's, I'm, I'm too sweet, but a psycho, a little bit psycho. That song, I heard her live on Sunrise this morning. She sang out of tune and terrible and looked like a nutcase. Mm. And On the radio. No, oh, on, on TV. TV. Oh. And I thought, oh my gosh, without auto-tune, you really shouldn't mm. sing because you, you, you're you not a natural singer. She and won't yet, be here next year. No, I think that's the only song she really mm. had that was any good. Um, but, like a good song. But who well, who you knows know, if she wrote it anyway? Well, that's right. Record, record executives, by and large, and most of them are, mm. um, they, uh, they just grab and... Yeah. Like well, they take your touring money off you now, your your um, your merch. They take your merch. Why are we not talking about Bowie? All right, back to Dave Bowie. Um, what was I saying about? Oh, let's dance. Yeah, and then he did movies. What about the movies? The Labyrinth. Labyrinth. We're gonna come back and talk about David Bowie. All right. Okay. We'll be back in a minute with Sons of Sunbury. I don't understand the Sons of Sunbury. Guess what time it is? And now it's time for Maury's Joke of the Week. So these two brothers run a farm and near Oondendatta, you see, in the middle of nowhere. And they're working in their paddock on their tractor. And they're going up and down in their paddock and they suddenly veer onto the highway. And a bloke comes flying along in his Ferrari, 100 mile an hour, and she, Jesus, there's a bloody tractor in front of me, so he turns to the left and goes flying through the paddock, you see, 
and luckily doesn't roll the car or anything, gets around the tractor and gets back out on the highway. And one old bloke turned to his brother and he said, Jesus, lucky we got out of that paddock. And we're back. So that was all we had on David Bowie. No, we're going to just... Hang on, we're on his movies. Labyrinth. Labyrinth. What else are you doing? Labyrinth. <laughs> Labyrinth. Labyrinth. He, you know, I tell you something about his movies. Uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Ah, Lawrence. that was a great movie. He was amazing in that. He was but really no good. music. No. No. Do you know why? Why? They had nowhere to plug the amp in in the camp. Japan. Nowhere. They weren't in Japan, by the way. Where were they? They were somewhere in Malaysia or somewhere like ah. that. But no no PowerPoint. No, well, they had a PowerPoint, but not a double adapter. <laughs> so they, they they couldn't plug it in. Yes. He's like, well, I'll plug this in. And they go, oh, no, you can't because we use a torture machine in the plug. So they um, – Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. That's some movie. That's, they got him a toaster. What's the good of it? Here's your Christmas present. Mm. Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Oh, toaster, how am I going to do that? I was. Beatles. I saw that in Darwin when I was up there doing my forced circumcision um, tour. And that was... <laughs> circumcision what? tour. Your what? My forced circumcision tour. That's Everybody had to get the top of their dick cut off before they would let them into the venue. Uh, <laughs> it had a room full of grumpy people. Third worst job in the world. It's Checking at the door. Second worst, the straw up the... Yeah. Not so good. First worst... Pavarotti. No, that was a bad gig. It's no good to us. That guy, the gut holder. Now, have you got anything else about David Bowie? Not a thing. Um, all I know is that he was... Oh, yes, I do. As a teen, mm. Bowie founded the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty Towards Long-Haired Men. It's a valid cause. I've donated to it. It's not tax deductible, though. You can't get a, You can get a receipt, but they will question it. They will say... I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. Um, yeah, well, the the trick obviously there was to just to cut your hair, wasn't it? That was the, <laughs> What's the trick. The, well, if you people mean mean to you, yes. you cut your hair. <laughs> That's right. Suddenly, I'm sure they were mean to short-haired people too. Now, Bowie and Elton John were pals as teens. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Reg and David Jones became friends, hmm. and in America they get together. To no, no, and frequently get together to talk about music. But shortly after Bowie's death, Elton John admitted they had had a falling out and didn't talk much in 40 years. Uh, you know what I bet that was from? What? Diamond Dogs. Wh why? Well, Diamond Dogs was written about Elton's cat, right, What's... which was a diamond cat. Yes. And he pissed Elton off by calling it Diamond Dogs. Yes. Well, you can't call a cat a dog. You don't have to be a vet to know. The dog is a cat. And that's how they fell out. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, I've got a, a, a great story to tell you. Very short. When I was at Molly Meldrum's house one night, yes. he said, do you want to ring up Elton John and talk to him? Yeah. Of course, I'm excited. Yes, yes, I do. We rang up the house. The butler answered and said, Elton's not here. Would you like to talk to his dog? And so we talked to the dog. Elton what did the dog say? He <laughs> didn't say much. That's true. That's a true story. I met Elton John at Countdown. You have amazing stories. I do. I have hidden stories that I even I forget, and I remember when we do these things. Yeah. I met Elton John in um, Countdown. I was standing next to the guy from Jimmy and the Boys that used to wear a dress that was made up as a woman. 
Elton the John. The guy from Sydney. Yes, the guy who... who uh, I remember him, but I can't remember his name. Jo- it, jo- Jolene? No. No, not Ignatius, not Ignatius. Not Ignatius Jones. No, the other guy, the keyboard player. Anyway, he's dressed completely as a woman. And Elton John runs open arms towards me, straight past me, and hugs Joylene. That's what happened to me when I collected my wife at Spencer Street Station. She <laughs> ran straight past me and embraced the ticket collector. <laughs> God bless you, she said. <laughs> Do you have a valid ticket? He said. And um, they're still together now. I'm amazed this show's still on air. Go for it. Yeah. All right. What's our movie today? Our movie today is a great... I've warned you about this movie before. A great mm. movie called Cinderella Man. Uh-huh. Starring Russell Crowe, one of your favourite actors. Huh. Yeah. Renee Ziggle-Wiggle. <laughs> okay. How do you say her name? It's close enough. All right. Um, so, we're back in the... Because you always ask me, so I did my, my homework... 1928, in New Jersey. Yeah, I got the location and the time. James Braddock. Are you aware of him? He was a famous, famous boxer. Jimmy. Jimmy Braddock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You Never know, been... the guy he fought mm-hmm. had to retire with leather poisoning. He had too much. <laughs> and people used to advertise on the bottom of his shoes. Yeah. Well, he'd never been knocked out, Jimmy. Jimmy Braddock. Never no. been knocked out. Never? No. One time he got hit in the head with a boulder. Yeah. Shook it off. <laughs> Shook it off. He ran it out, as they say. Run it out, they said. But I could Run! Because <laughs> they had no vodka. Nothing. No, all the vodka had been used by the biker gang. There was no more vodka. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Now... So we're in 1928. Yeah. It starts with him in uh, a chauffeur-driven limousine. Who? Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Braddock. He's with his manager who's counting the night's takings. Mm-hmm. Hands Jimmy Braddock $8,000. That's Now, a lot. can you imagine in 1928, that would be, what, That's half a like million dollars? That's $9,000 now. Well, maybe. Yes. So he's got a big house, chauffeur. Beautiful wife, Renee Ziggler. Uh, yeah. Yes. And then we flash forward. Renee Ziggler. Flash forward. To where? 1933, depression. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, everyone was yeah. sad. Yeah, everyone. Do you know why? Why? Lots of reasons. <laughs> but a number of... Well, the first reason was that everyone had to go to those bad dentists. <laughs> a dentist? Terrible. That's why there was depression. Yeah. Because of teeth. Yeah. Everyone spent their money on dentistry. Well, there was everyone was using like the the pedal powered drill. Yeah. You know, on yeah. the string. Yeah. And that hurt. Yeah. And there was no injections. No. So everyone like, oh, I've got to go to the dentist. It's going to hurt in it. And oh, and, they were depressed. Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. What Do was you know, the reach there? Well, I thought you meant they spent all their money on on dentistry. Oh God, no. No, far from it. Did I ever tell you in the 1700s? The, 1700s. Uh, eh? Go on. 1700s. Rich people yes. had access to a lot of sugar, of course, candy yes. and stuff like that, because yeah, they were rich. Yeah. So the poor people, to look rich, mm. used to put black charcoal on their teeth to look like their teeth had rotten to imply that they were rich. That's a true fact. A true fact? <laughs> As opposed to most of my other ones. Interesting. Yeah. You like that? 
Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I got a few of those. You know, false teeth with a made out of wood. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Didn't the famous president have one? Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Yeah. One. <laughs> one tooth. He had an implant. <laughs> he invented the toothbrush. Yeah. No, they 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 had false teeth made out of wood, and you used to have to go and have your teeth varnished. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. That's great. Go on. Could you get different Cinderella teeth? man. All right. Oh, yeah. We're fast forwarded to the 30s and nothing's happened. Nine, no, 1933. What happens is the last thing you see is her going for her jewellery. Who? Uh, Renee Ziegeliger. Going for her jewellery. A jewellery. Not for her jewellery. Her jewellery. Right? Mm-hmm. I could use new teeth. And then it kind of, you know, uh, transforms into her at a dirty old table in a one-room Apartment, it's not really an apartment, hovel, dirt ground, uh, four kids on one bed. They've got no money. Depression. Four kids. Four kids. And her. And Jim's, Jimmy Braddock. Braddock. Who? Jimmy Braddock. Russell Crowe. What does he do? He was a famous boxer and got paid $8,000 a night, but he lost all his money on the stocks. Really? Yep. He invested in those manacles they used to no, use in not, the middle, middle ages. Say, I knew you were going to say not those well, just, stocks. I'm just going by what you tell me. Stockbroking. Okay. Was, yeah. So he lost all his money. A boxer investing in stocks? Stocks. That's not usual. No. Well, he's quite intelligent. Who? Russell Crowe, except he didn't know that there was going to be a stock crash Who in knew? 1929. Yeah, it was. But we're in 1933 now. Yeah. So we've already seen the aftermath of the- What happened in the four years? Well, I suppose that they used what money they had, if they had any, and eventually had to sell the house and sell the, get rid of the chauffeur and get rid of the butler's uh, All right. Okay. So then the plot gardener. strives forward. Yeah. Uh, now he's broke. He can't pay the bills. And she keeps saying, we've got to pay this uh, um, electricity bill, have a bit of heat. We need some heat. We've got four kids. It's winter. So he can't get a job. They used to use steam to heat back then. What did they do? Steam. Uh, you need to move your mic closer. They used... Thank you. Steam. All right, mate. Well, you can't play the gas bill. All right. Steam so, is not gas. <laughs> all I know is they need to pay a bill so they get some sort of heat. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've seen this film. Yeah. And the kids are cold. And she says, we need to pay that bill so that little, little Larry won't be cold. Who's Larry? He's the boy. He's sick. That's not Larry Emder, is it? No, no. And he's not even happy. Not happy, Larry. Not happy as Larry. He's not even. Larry happy. must have been a pretty happy cat. You, you know, like happy as Larry. Who was ha- who was Larry? Because he must have been like the epiphany. Yeah, yeah. Because even if you were, you know, well, we're pretty happy guys, you and me. Decently. But we're not as happy as Larry. No. No. Who is? Well, all right. So, now what's happened? Mm-hmm. Is he's somehow broken his hand? We don't know that. We just know we don't know how it happened. We just know he's got a broken hand. That's going to upset your boxing career. Exactly. Thank you. He gets offered uh, a fight for fifty dollars. Now again, in the depression, that's quite a bit of money. So he goes to do the the fight, but because his hands broken, hang on, he was getting eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I know. Well, things have changed. It's depression time. He's it's a dramatic he's, drop. Yeah, drop banged off. No good. Wow. So, so he does this fight for fifty bucks. But he keeps hiding his left hand. Or no, it's his right hand. Keeps hiding his... You know what he should have done? Put a puppet on it. (laughs) (laughs) Like a a glove puppet, you know, a sock puppet. Yes. 
and and called her Mr. Pinky or something, right? And Mr. Pinky is adverse to violence and he won't hit you. So he's like his right hand would get the shits, but his left hand, Mr. Pinky, just wants to be friends. That would have been good. That would have been good. I'm he just, doesn't do that. I didn't write it. No, I could see that. You know, um, so he he eventually hits with his right hand and breaks his hand more. More. Uh, more. More like, than what? Well, say he had one broken bone, now he's got three or four broken bones. How? Yeah. So he hides his hand and- You know what he spine. needed? What? Vodka. <laughs> That's exactly what he needed. Please refer to two episodes ago. One. Um, no, one. Yes, one. I know. So, um, <laughs> I'll cut that out. So, um, he, he hits him with his left as much as he can. Obviously, he loses the fight. Mm. Nothing he can do. Uh, but he was going to get $50 whether he won or lost. Perfect. Yeah. So it was a good win. It's a win-win. Win-win. And, uh, but. But. The Boxing Commission boss. Says. I'm not having this sort of behavior in my ring. I won't stand for it, he said. I won't stand for it. I'm revoking your boxing license. Revoking it. Out you go. Never box again. And no 50 bucks. And don't even think about going to the boxing day sales. No. No. That's, That's right. Not allowed to. That's right, exactly. And any gift, it better be just wrapped, not in a box. That's right, exactly right. This is all written down on a certificate. Yeah, here's a certificate. All right, so so now he's got trouble because he can't box. Well, he can, but he's not allowed to. Well, even if he wanted, he's got a broken right hand. Don't forget that. Hand puppet? Yeah, (laughs) so... Now, this bit, I'm not really, I didn't really get this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But he's going to work. They have, you know, down at the docks, they have like, depression. So the guy comes out and goes, I need 10 workers. Picks 10, you know? So his Excuse wife. Me. Yeah. Well, his wife says, you can't go. You've got a, a cast on your hand. Mm. Now, this is the way he gets out and of And it his- was the cast of West Side Story, <laughs> which made it really mind. heavy. Yeah. Midgets. Yeah. There's no midgets in West Side Story. I've seen it. <laughs> That'd be great. Not one. That would be great. Senior, Jack, Jack. Not, not one. No. So, now this bit I don't really get. He paints it black. <laughs> what? His, his cast. Okay. And he reckons that's going to be all right. It's hard to put together a black cast. Trust me. They're trying to do Hamilton. It's not going to work. Why Hamilton? Oh, no, Hamilton is white. All right. Not in the show. It's not. Hamilton's white in They're the show. They're all black in the show. Hamilton too. Everybody's black. Hamilton's white. Lin Manuel, Lin Manuel Miranda isn't he's he's Chicano. He's light brown. Yeah, he's tanned. He's got, as my dad would say, a touch of the tar. Well, they might have thought we can get away with that. Yeah. Well, he wrote but it. Hamilton he could do it white. Yeah. And traditionally. Well, like in, Santa Claus. Is. Back then he was. Yeah, but he's but not, not now. now. <laughs> Someone coloured him in. All right. So he goes and gets a job. Because he's covered his hand, right? But somehow they've ex- looked the other way with that. Well, when you go for a job, people rarely say, what are your qualifications? And tell me about your right hand. <laughs> no, but if you're getting your guy doing manual work, yeah. you're not going to really pick the guy with the cast. Well, you? that's the that's the um, Puerto Rican thing, you know, manual work. He's the guy. <laughs> he gets it every time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only looking for manual labour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Boy, does he get some gigs. He gets it all. So... Anyhow, he goes and works, got the bad hand, but he manages to conceal it. 
yeah. manages to get his six dollars a day. Thank you to yet. the puppet. Yeah. Yes. Now they get the bill that comes in. What bill? For the electricity or the gas, whatever it is to keep the warm. You don't know. The what boy's it is, sick. The, the son's sick. Steam. Little little. You got to turn the steam on. Yeah. Can I assume that he didn't own the house they were in? No, no, no. So no, no, then no. it's the landlord. The landlord keeps the steam going, and you just simply turn a knob, and the steam comes out. But not those days. Not those. What days. do you mean, not those? Well, days? That's a, how it worked. No, it was depression. You just get the hovel. You got to. Regardless pay your bill. of your state of mind, you I turn the a, knob, the steam comes out. When I rented a house, I didn't have the landlord pay for my. Were bills. they in an apartment block? No, it's like they got dirt floors. It's like commission flats, but you know, commission flats don't have dirt floors. <laughs> I'm just saying. I live in a city. I go to a lot of commission flats. Not many of them have dirt floors. But we're th- talking about surprisingly depression. hard to vacuum. Let me <laughs> she tell does you. Sweep. <laughs> she sweeps the dirt yeah, floor. Yeah. Okay. I went to a, a a guy in Bali's house. He told me his house was called the Palace. Uh-huh. So I'm expecting big things, and it was a one room. That's all it was. It was one room. It was one room. Dirt floor. I was hoping for more. <laughs> dirt was, floor. Okay. And a bed in it. Yep. And I'm thinking, where, well, where's the palace? That mm. was it. That was where they lived. The did palace. You, did you ever play the palace in St Kilda? Yes, yes, yes. Dirt floor. Is it? No. no. Not there now. <laughs> Let's move on. Dirt washed away. Global warming. <laughs> Don't tell. Don't tell. Don't tell him. All right. So, his son has stolen something. Uh, he stole some uh, a food, a, a, a piece of meat. Stole a sausage. Yeah, a sausage. Well, it was more of a pretty uh, cabana, cabana. Stole a cabana. I love cabana. Yeah, well, you know, they'd like it too because they're poor. They got no one money. Don't be poor to steals like a cabana. No, <laughs> but he steals the cabana, right? And then he gets caught. So his dad takes him back. This is Russell Crowe takes him back to the butchers, made him give back the cabana. Here, have your. No, Shit house used cabana yeah, that way. might have been stuck up my ass for a week to try and That's hide my it from my father. Steve Marks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> have the cabana. And the bush is like, whoa. What an honest boy. Yeah, I'll be able to sell this instantly. And then next dude comes in. You got any cabana? Yes, <laughs> more or less. Um, what's with the teeth, Marks? Ten cents off, he'd say. <laughs> this is second teeth, not second hand. Yeah. So... He says to his son, I know why you stole because you think that we're going to have to send you back to your grandmas or anything. I promise you that will never happen. Never happen. Who said that? Russell Crowe to his son. What's his son's name? Uh, I'd have to listen back to the podcast. Uh, Jack. Okay. It wasn't Jack. But why, does he, why does Jack think he's going back to his grandmother? Because Well, see, I'm trying not to make it longer than it is, but his friend, that's what happened to his friend. He got sent away to his... Grandmothers, because they can't afford to feed His them. friend got sent to Jack's grandmothers. <laughs> See, this is why I don't bother. Not Jack's grandparents. He goes to his own grandparents, but Jack is worried he's going to go to his grandparents, Jack's grandparents. Okay. So, then the bill comes in and she says to him, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have to send the kids to our grandparents. Mm. And he goes, no, I can't do that. I won't mm. do that. No. So when he goes to work... I won't do it, he says. Guess what she does? She becomes a dancer at the Folie Bergere. <laughs> That's a good guess, but she sends the kids back to the grandparents. That was my second guess. Yeah, so... Even though they said... Yeah, yeah. Oh, she Because lying. she, well, she said they're starving and they're sick. I've got to do something. Right. So what he does, 
He's got, I think, uh, $8 or something. That's not many. No, he needs $44 to pay this bill. That's a considerable amount. Of- and very specific. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what He I should have haggled. <laughs> he should have said, as we discussed before, 48 and they would have said, no, 40. And they would have settled on 44. Yeah, that's right. No, well, that's what it was. Wiggle room. <laughs> yeah, but it got, it got what it was, so it didn't make any difference. Mm. So that, then he's, he's just rock bottom. So what does he do? He goes to the boxing commission. And says, I got no money. Who's selling your peanuts, he said. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. Fatso McGee, they said. <laughs> no. He auditioned as the peanut seller. It wasn't even a role. They wrote the role. <laughs> we want you in this movie. By the way, Ron Howard directed this. So Ron Howard said I've that. Seen him. Yeah. Opie. And. Oh, poor Pritchie. Cunningham. Yes, of course. So, uh, so he goes, I'm dead broke. I've got to pay this to get my kids back. I'm going to fight again. No, because oh. he's still barred. Oh, I saw that coming. Yeah. So they all. But grudgingly pull out a sock a couple of dollars. Oh. Well, no, a couple of dollars, and then they make the forty-four dollars, and he get pays like Who's they? The the um, the boxing commission people. They had a whip around. They had a whip around. I like that. Yeah, that is nice, actually. That is nice. Did they have a hat? He had a hat. He had a cap. He sent the cap around. He sent the cap. And around. they had a whip around. Yeah, I love the whip around. There's no whips. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's what they call it. Okay, so that that's how they get the the electricity back on. And By been, having the whip around. Yeah, they get the kids back, you know. All from one whip around. Oh, yeah, well, they only need $44. These guys are pretty rich. You but know. back then, that was a lot. It was, that's a lot to have a bill, doesn't it? That, 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 what are they doing? Electric blankets, lights, watching TV? Well, that's a lot of money in those days. In they the didn't depression. have TV then. No, which is probably why it was so expensive. So, now, his old manager shows up. His old manager shows up, offering him a fight. The boxing commission... He wanted to fight his manager. <laughs> no, no. The boxing commission are going to allow him to have one fight. Against? You know who, don't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's not Fatso McGee. Sure it was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, he, he auditioned for the role of Haystacks Calhoun. <laughs> right. The guy who fights the Cinderella man. <laughs> And then afterwards, I'm amazed you remembered the title. And then afterwards, goes through the village trying to see who shoe fits. <laughs> no. no, no. Why did they call him the Cinderella Man then? Uh, because he travelled in a pumpkin. No, because he he's uh, he's you know the man of the people. What the what the hell does that go? Cinderella's got nothing to do with the man of the people. Yeah. Cinderella was a chick who just used to stay at home with the two ugly sisters. Yeah, yeah. Eventually and went then, to the ball. Yeah. So pulls a trick out of a bum. Mm-hmm. Not a straw. All right. So, now where are we up to? What? Now, yeah, uh, yeah, they offer him one fight. They'll let him do this one fight. Against it's like Chuck Norris. <laughs> All right, let's go with it. It's like an exhibition fight, but it's not an exhibition fight. No, what it is, not. it's an elimination fight. Against? Um, um, he's number three in the world. Who is? The guy he's going to fight. And where's Cinderella Man? That's who they're going to let him fight number three in the world. Why? Because it's a nostalgia type of thing. They're going to go, oh, we'll get the old heavyweight champ 
up against the new fresh But he's number three in the world, so he's not the old heavyweight No, not Cinderella Man's not number three. This is the guy he's fighting. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, all right, go on. Well, I guess they're putting him up against someone they think is easy. Let's say that. All right? So, of course, what happens? He's expected to lose. What happens? He loses. No. That's what's expected, though, but I agree. I like to back the (laughs) favourite. He wins. Whoa. Yeah. He wins. And you know how he wins? He uses his left hand. And his sock puppet. <laughs> no, by now, his left hand is very strong from doing all that work. He's still got a right hand now. It's not broken. He's all right. But he wins by a knockout. Really? Now, the people in the boxing ring, uh, boxing auditorium, Fraternity? they're booing him. Why? No, the boxing auditorium, the crowd. Why? Ah, you has been. You're, get out. Were they the but same by people who saw Queen? <laughs> yes. But by the end, hey, we love you. So... It didn't take long. No, it didn't. He Box. twisted the room. In 10 three-minute bouts. Yeah. Right. So the commission... Did they have the girls holding the numbers? Uh, yeah, I guess they did. I didn't see that, but I guess they did, yeah. Okay. Um, but so Fatso McGee's the guy who gets beaten. Yeah, so he's gone now. He's not supposed to win. Although he was supposed to win, but he, he didn't win. That's right. And, yeah, so he's gone. And Tom Cruise beat him. Uh, Russell Crowe, yes. Sure. Yeah. So... Because of the popularity of him. Of who? Of Russell Crowe. How? Because he beat the... He, he was the underdog and he won. How'd they know about this? There was no television or anything. It was on the radio. You're allowed to... The broadcast... Have you ever listened to boxing on the radio? They did. Not so good. No, they did. Oh, he hit him. <laughs> he hit him again. Oh. And the other guy hit him. <laughs> you know what? I got like five minutes. And then I'm turning over to Fox FM and humming. I don't think I'm they, not listening. I don't think that was their alternative then. I don't know if I'd listen to that. So, commission. Ah. Re- <laughs> I love it when you get like this. Commission reverse. <laughs> Little party in your head. You go. You go. You go ah. Can you do that one? I love I it. I can't see myself listening to the boxing on the radio. Oh, he hit him. Really? And he hit him again. No surprise. Oh, and he's down. Wow, I wonder what that looks like. I guess I'll never know unless I watch it on the TV. All right. So the commission have to reverse his um, suspension. Oh, they put it in back. Yeah, because he's too popular. He's just too popular. They're answerable to the Vox Populi. Exactly. The voice of the people. The voice of the people. Because he has to now, because he's officially he's third in in line now. Well, he's beat the third guy. Yeah. So so, he must be third. Yeah. So if he's not, then something wrong. No, well, they have to reverse it. That's why. So then he fights number two, which is Sleeping Beauty Man. (laughs) No. And they and they have a beat up to go for Goldilocks man. No. <laughs> really? No. Okay. Right. Sorry, it's just a theory. So now yeah. number one man. Yeah. Max Bear. Max Bear. Yeah. Actually a bear. That. <laughs> and not only your average bear, he was the Max Bear. Yeah, he wasn't minimum. Not a minimum bear. <laughs> he was Max Bear. So if you want to be bear and push it to the limit, you become Max Bear. That's right. Okay. Okay. And he's so, the number one in the world. Yeah. So he has what to fight world? the boxing world, heavyweight. Okay. So he's got to fight number two first. Again, not expecting to win. Who's number two? Uh, help me out. I have no idea. I didn't think you'd ask these questions. Toby Malone. <laughs> good. Yeah. He was not a good fighter until he got a few drinks in him. <laughs> and then, snaky. Oh, well, he used to turn. It, well, he turned the wrong way. But he used he to got turn. Beaten. He used to get aggro. 
and then he became number two in the world, but only with a couple of Uzos. Now, him. what's happened to him? Uh, Russell Crowe. Yes. Broken ribs during the fight. Oh, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> His eyes also. His stuck. eyes buggered. He's got his broken eyes, ribs. His eyes going, hand. Yes. Sock puppet's got missing an eye. Right. So. Just had the steam put back on. Yeah. So, now he gets to fight Max Bear. Oh. After the fighting the second guy. Yeah. So yeah. he's got broken ribs from fighting the second guy. Yeah. And he's got a. How long between these bouts? Well, I don't know. They don't, you know, on the on the film, it doesn't look very long at all. Because a rib takes about six weeks. Yeah, he must. I've had them. Yeah, well, I don't know if, if if well, I can't tell because it's in in the movie, it's a minute. Yeah, but keep in mind, like in movies, time sort of. Doesn't That's right. They they use that license. Yeah, poetic, poetic license. Yeah. yeah. So then, what happens is. Uh, Max Bear goes, I'm going to murder this guy. And yeah. and let me tell you, uh, Max Bear has killed two people in the ring. That's how hard he hits. He loosens their brain. He, ah, he loosens their brain. Yes. <laughs> That's what they say in the movie. He, his brain got loosened. Official diagnosis. And the other guy, the second guy he killed, his brain got loose... In the fight, but it didn't fall off till the next fight when a guy tapped him slightly, faint, dead. And his brain fell off. <laughs> yes. You don't see that in, in a lot of coroner's hinge. reports. Came off the hinge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. You know, <laughs> you don't see that. No. Well, so now Jim and his wife go to a big fancy restaurant. Was he boxing Jim? <laughs> no, 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 he wasn't boxing Jim. Well, I guess he was boxing Jim. Who's yeah, Jim? Yeah. Hey, who's Jim? Jimmy Haddock. Who's Braddock. Jimmy Haddock? Hang on, I got to look. Who's Jimmy Ruddock? Braddock. Braddock. Who's Braddock. He? Jump, uh, jumping Jim. <laughs> boxing Jim Braddock. Is he the Cinderella man? Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. You said you knew who that was. Before. Did I? Don't listen to me. Oh, okay. Make it up as I go along. So they go to the restaurant. Who? Jimmy Braddock and his wife. Renee Ziggler's like, oh. And there's trouble? They didn't like the soup. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing culinary okay. related. Okay. No. Max Baird walks. Max Bear walks in. Yes. And uh, we've got dogs everywhere. Yeah. And um, uh, he says to... Max, he says to Jimmy. Yes. Um, yes. I hope you know I'm going to kill you at the fight. And Who Mac, says that? Max Bear. What a dreadful person. Horrible man. He's trying to have his bruschetta. <laughs> yeah, tell that to people. Over a bruschetta. Why would you do that? Or you're having like a seafood omelette. I think... <laughs> you don't walk up and tell people that. I think they're on the biscuits and coffee at that stage. What are the coincidences they're at the same restaurant? Well... There's a backstory to that, but I won't go into better. Oh, Apparently, they're set up for a bit of publicity. So then he says, "By the way, Mrs. Braddock, do you know that I've killed two men in the ring?" She said, "Hum a few bars." <laughs> then he goes, "But if if your husband dies, you can come and stay with me, and I'll look after you." Well, then it's on. It's on in the restaurant. They're in fighting. the restaurant. They're fighting. Soup and all. Yeah, the bruschetta went flying. That's right. So then they split them up, and then we're at the fight. What fight? 
The big fight. Oh, not the second big fight. No, the real one now. We're going so, for the world champion. Did we see the second fight? Yeah, where he hurt we his did. Ribs? Yeah, that's when he got his ribs broken. Yeah, yeah, I know, but we don't know who he fought. Well, I didn't take note of that, but yeah. So Seems we're on the last... Pivotal, but anyway, all right. all right. We're on the last fight. Last fight, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, the fight lasts... No one 40 expects, seconds, go on. Yeah, no one expects him to go longer than um, one round. He goes nine rounds. Nine. He wins. Shut up. Yeah. He went on to become heavyweight champion of the oh. world. Of the world. Uh-huh. He went on to fight against Joe Lewis. Yeah. He lost. No relation. No. All right. No. Jerry. Then fought in World War Two. Yeah. And then retired a happy man. That's implied. Well, that's right. It is implied. It's a true story, this. You realize that? Really? Yeah. So do you like that one? I loved it. Would you go... <laughs> I've never heard you say love a movie on Yeah, he's trying to get on. We'd go and watch it? No. <laughs> okay, so we're going now, are we? Yeah. Right, time for dessert, folks. We'll be back next week with yet another podcast on The Who. Who? Yeah. Uh, and the movie will be The Perfect Storm, I think. Okay. That was good. You liked it?